Welcome to the Ladies Power Lunch Podcast with Dr. Davia Shepard, a resource for women in business, presenting a wide range of topics exploring professional growth and personal development. And now, Dr. Davia Shepard. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ladies Power Lunch. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is a special little drop-in series that we're doing about our upcoming release. It's a wonderful book called Be the Beacon. It's a Ladies Power Lunch anthology series. And we have the pleasure, the distinct honor of having one of our authors here with us today to talk to us a little bit about her contribution to this outstanding anthology. Welcome, Debbie. Oh, thank you, Dr. Devia. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Beautiful. So I'm really excited for us to talk together because we are so aligned in so many, so many ways. And it's we were just talking a little bit ahead of the show and talking about how so many times our paths have crossed, but we really didn't have a chance to connect. So just giving you a little peek behind the curtain, guys, I will also be learning a lot about Debbie as we go through this conversation. So Debbie, welcome. Please share with everybody and with me a little bit, bit about who you are, what it is that you do. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to this point. Okay, thanks. Um, so I call myself an energy body vibration expert is what I call myself. And how I got there was in the early 90s, I went back to school, uh, community college to take some psychology classes. And at the end of class one day, my instructor said, for anybody interested, I also teach parapsychology classes. Well, all the hair on my body stood straight up. And I thought, oh, I gotta go find out what this is. So I spoke with the instructor after, she started a school called the New England School of Metaphysics. And I went there for six years. I took everything she had to offer. I graduated, I was, I'm a Reiki master teacher. So I do a lot of hands-on healing work. The language around that in the nineties kind of like pushed people away, like, oh, hands-on healing. Like I was some kind of, some people thought I was a witch. Some people thought I was some type of Christian, you know, something, who knows what people thought, but you could tell from their facial expressions, whether it was like, oh, okay, like, uh, or they were like, oh, tell me more. So there was that whole evolution of all of that. And I kind of, in that period after I graduated, I was also having, starting my family. So I was having children at that time. So, you know, they say you, God only gives you what you can handle. And I'm thinking, what did I do? Because <laughs> I was going to school at night and I had three little kids during the day. My husband's an airline pilot. So sometimes he was gone for four or five days stretches. And it was just, I think back now as a woman here, and I think, I don't know how I did it, but in the middle of doing it, I just did it. I like, I didn't have the luxury to think about it. So that's how I got started in all of that with metaphysics and yeah. And so how do you spend your days now? Who are the people that come in to see you? I'll ask that question a better way. Who are the people that when they come in to see you, you feel the hairs on your body standing on end, you feel yourself lighting up? Who are you here to serve? A lot of the people that I've 
had the pleasure of being of service to are mostly women, and there have been a few brave men, as I like to call them, but it's mostly women is my demographic. And it's women who have either raised a family or been in corporate or done both, that all of a sudden they realize there's gotta be more to life. And they just don't know how to look at that or they've never spent any time taking care of themselves, zero self-care. So they are totally depleted and they don't understand why they're angry, why they could cry on a dime, why they're so tired all the time and they just don't want to engage anymore with anybody. So those are the women that I feel like I can help you with that. And I know that because I was there. I was there, like I said, going to school for six years, raising three babies. My first two are less than a year apart. My third one I had three years later and my husband traveling all the time. And one time he came home from a trip and we were doing something and, and I'm very task oriented. I'm, I'm a doer and I'm a Gemini. It's what I do. I do many, many different things. And so I'd be doing something and he would you know, interject something. And apparently I was being snappy and I was like, very short with him and I didn't realize it. And he just said, you know, we're standing in the kitchen. He's like, hey babe, I'm like, what? And he's like, why are you angry all the time? And I said, I'm not angry all the time. And then I was like, right there, that's it. And he goes, yeah, you might wanna get some help with that. So that's when I decided, oh crap, like I dreamed this dream life of being an at-home mom. Like to me, that was a luxury because my parents both worked full time. And that was a goal that I had and that we had as a couple. And here I am, but I'm, I'm frustrated and I, I'm coming off as angry. And so when I started to research that, I heard about Titnat Han was speaking up at Dartmouth University. So I went to see him. And of course I was late because I was doing a gazillion other things beforehand. And I walk into the auditorium and uh, it was like a big gymnasium. And uh, the door squeaks open and they must've been in meditation. So I close the door and I'm just like sitting on the back wall and I'm like, okay, breathe, get into meditative state, you know, clear your head. Don't worry about the car. Don't worry about the kids. Everything's fine. And, and you know, I'm there and it may be about four minutes in, Titnat Han like gets up out of his chair and he comes over to the corner of the stage. And it's like, he's like zooming in on me in the back of the room. And he just, you know, like he's in a, in a prayerful position and he just kind of looks up and I felt like he just lasered in on me and he said, be thankful for the running water to wash the dishes for those children. Be thankful for the food to feed and nourish those children. And the tears just started streaming. And I thought, oh my God, he's, he's talking to me. He nailed it. Like, thank you universe for putting me here. Thank you, God. And so from that point, I ended up getting his book and I did a group study with his book on pieces every step. And it was all about being mindful. And so at that point, I learned a lot. We moved to Minnesota so my husband could be home more. We said, okay, let's move out there, but I'm an East Coast girl. If I don't like it, can we come back? So we said, sure, we'll give it three to five years. And he was home a lot more with the little kids. He wasn't traveling as much. So that really helped us out, helped me out, to be honest. But after three years, I decided I want to go back home. I miss my kids being with their grandparents and their cousins. And I grew up with all my family around. So it was like, let's move to Vermont near my family or Connecticut near your family. So we chose Connecticut because it's a warmer climate and it was a good choice. So I, I help people that are going through that. People, women 
and I really trust, I really trust that those people will find me. I'm not a big promoter on doing advertising for myself and things like that. That's not what I do. It's word of mouth. Those are my best clients. Um, and I network and I go out and I meet, I meet women and I put myself out there to be of service. And when somebody connects with me and they contact me, I'll tailor a program specifically. There are certain things that I cover in my programs, but I tailor it to what their needs are. After doing this for so many years, I've realized that there is a structure to it and there's tools and there's strategies, but I can tailor it to fit the needs of the client so that the client feels like they're being filled up. And then after working with me for a few months, I say, go, go, go do life, go learn these new things that you've learned and, and, and implement them. And usually what happens is it's been eight years now. I have clients that I'm still working with that go out and do life and then they come back and they'll work with me a little longer because it's like a layering effect. They get to that next layer of, okay, well, I've mastered all that. So now I need to work on this. That's outstanding. I'm, I'm so, I love that story that you, you told. And I even felt like, oh, I'm getting a little teary eyed of that. That was, that was an awesome story. So you are a contributing author to our upcoming book, which is going to be launching on October 18th and 19th. And we're also having a full launch event. It's a full two days of outstanding workshops with 20 amazing facilitators. And so I want to ask you, Debbie, I mean, like I said before, we know each other because we kind of run in the same circles, but we were never really close. So how did you decide to be a part of this Be the Beacon project that we're doing? That's a great question. So Annie Garland is that we both know, our wonderful connector friend. She was, she said, hey, Deb, you really need to be a part of this anthology. Like this is something, this has you written all over it. So she just kept, you know, and I would say, oh, okay. And let it go and let it, and finally she was like, no, really, like, Debbie, you really need to do this. And I thought, okay, because I've, I've written a book and I'm published and I've written two other books that I've been a co-author of or I've been a part of an anthology, an anthology. So I've done it. So she was just really like, and I trust Annie. Annie like knows me. So I'm thinking if Annie is this passionate about me being a part of this, there's a reason. I don't need to know what it is. So, okay. So I reached out to Elizabeth and she got me going. And literally within the last week with everything that's been going on in my life, I, I sat down and I just wrote my chapter and, and I sent it to her and I, I did one revision. And she was like, this is amazing. Like, obviously this was meant because she was like, I haven't heard from you. I haven't got a new chapter. Like, are you going to do this? Are you not going to do this? And I really, I, I meditated and I said, okay. I said, okay, spirit, what do I need to share? I literally said that. And then I started typing on my computer and it's interesting because the chapter that I'm writing is called be the light. And we might change it up a little bit because I share about my out of body experience that I had when I was four years old, I had open heart surgery twice. And it was during my second surgery that I died on the operating table and I had an antibody experience and I remember it. I've been looked at at Amherst University with through Dr. Norton Berkowitz, who put me under hypnosis in front of his colleagues and they just kind of brought me back. So um, I'm excited to share that in the book. There's a lot to it about being the light and about how my antibody experience, I was told as a young child, well, you'll have to read it in the book. <laughs> We will definitely read it in the book. And I, I'm actually looking forward to finishing up on your chapter because I haven't 
actually gotten your chapter as yet to review. So that's going to be exciting for me. I am wondering, though, I mean, the concept of this book is be the beacon. What does that mean for you? When you are putting pen to paper and you're writing and you're telling your story, what's the essence of that idea, be the beacon, that you're trying to communicate to the wonderful people who are going to reach out and buy that book? So for me, be the beacon, when I thought about that before I put the pen to paper, what that meant for me was show all of me, not just everything's wonderful and glossy and beautiful, but show the deep work that I went through in order to live this rich life, in order to have these rich experiences, not everything like people, we pass judgments on people. We get, we meet somebody for the first three, first three seconds, we automatically make an opinion about them. And so for me, I already know what a lot of people think. Oh, she's blonde. Oh, she's this. Oh, she's that. And my goal is to say, that's not me. Me is like, you don't know all the hard things that I went through in my life. My life wasn't easy, but you wouldn't know that until I opened up and shared about it. And, you know, we don't do that normally in life. We, we meet people, we network, hello, how are you? And, you know, we keep everything pretty fabulous, to be honest. You know, we show up with makeup and our hair done and the best outfit and, and so forth, where, you know, I like this kind of thing that you and I are doing. We're showing up as women business owners who are sharing a shared experience and sharing that it's not being the beacon for me means being a light means showing up authentically, you know, the hair doesn't have to be done perfect, the makeup, you know, throw on something that's clean, I took a shower kind of thing. And, and let, let's sit and have a cup of coffee and let's talk about this because it's not easy, but I choose to make my things that aren't easy. I choose to share those things with other people, not as a victim, not as anything other than this is my experience and I'm sure you've had experiences and I would love to know about them so that we can be deeper in a connection as we shift this world because this world is going through a lot right now. And I want to be part of that change. And the only way I know to be part of that change is to be authentic and be a light and share the things that were difficult for me and hear the responses from others so that I can learn from that on a richer level even things that I didn't know about myself. Some, I, one of my girlfriends says, oh, well, you know, when we talk, sometimes it feels like you come off a certain way with me. I had no idea. So for her to feel, be able to feel honest enough to say that to me was a gift. I didn't take that and I didn't be like, oh, that's not true. I didn't, I, like, I'm beyond that now. With all the richness of all the experience, I now know that she cares enough about our relationship to say something. If the relationship wasn't deep, deep, she would have just blown it off and not said anything and said, okay, take care, bye-bye, you know? So be the beacon for me means be a beacon of light, show your bumps and bruises along with your wonderfulness. It's all encompassing. I am really enjoying your take on Be the Beacon. I am just, I'm blown away by it, actually. And you know why that's so important, Debbie? Because right now we live in this Instagram world. We live in a world where our sentences have to be as short as a tweet. We live in a world where, you know, you show this face for TikTok viewers. It's not deep meaningful 
soul-touching, source-led conversations that you see happening out there every day. However, we're also in a time where there's such a great opportunity for us to connect in this deep, meaningful way. And there's so many of us who are going through all sorts of things. You raise the point that you look at people and you make judgments, but you don't know what they've been going through. And I promise you, a lot of the things that they are going through are shared experiences, things that pretty much everybody goes through. And we feel so alone and so isolated in our little corners when we could be opening up to each other in this authentic way that you are suggesting and really, really might I say it, changing the world. (laughs) I think that's important because the world is already showing us so many of our differences. They're pointing the finger at all of our differences. And and I'm okay with that. Let's bring that to light. Let's flesh it out. You know, we've always like pushed it aside. So, all right, let's be real. Let's flesh that out. But in the process of that, it's a not a but, it's a yes and. So yes and, what are the things we have in common? You know, for you and me, we're women. That's what we have in common. We're moms. That's what we have in common. We're business owners. So in that, what are our struggles that we both have experienced so that we can build community amongst us as we go out into our extended communities and we can share, like, I'll be, I'll be talking about this experience in my community where I'll be saying, hey, I was on this amazing you know, Power Lunch podcast. And, you know, here, I'm going to share it with you. And Dr. Devi is amazing. And this is why you need to go look her up and research her and get connected to her and her community. And I think that's a more organic way for us women owners to build our communities, but change our world. Because yes, it takes each of us doing it individually, but it also takes us doing it collectively. I love that. And one of the things about our upcoming summit is that we're going to be talking about being the beacon and sort of telling everybody something that I think everybody already knows. You don't need permission to be the beacon. You just need to be it. That's all you need. And we're going to be talking about the reluctant beacon. We're going to be talking about the beacon that's at that spark level, because that's pretty important. If you take a spark, quoting Eckhart Tolle here, take a spark, add it to a log, wait some time. And when you try to separate that original spark from the flame that has become the log, you're going to find that the spark has grown just from being in association. And so being a spark is super important. We're going to talk about being the bonfire, you know, the woman who's blazing that trail, who is really, really there to be perhaps an example, but also what does she need to make sure that she's nurturing her beacon We're going to be talking about being the lighthouse because let's face it, some of us are at that stage where we've seen it, we've done it, we've bought the t-shirt, you know, and now we're ready (laughs) to share that with others. And what does she need? What does that lighthouse need? She needs to have other lighthouses that she can link arms with, that she can bounce ideas off, that she can be supported by as her community. And so we're going to we're going to troubleshoot all of that in a workshop style. And we're also going to 
because let's face it, most of the people who are showing up for this, they are entrepreneurs. So we're going to be talking about how that can translate into dollars because yeah. we don't like to talk about it a lot. But the fact of the matter is money is important. It is also energy and it's the form of exchange. And if we are spending less time worrying about survival and more time focusing on the thing that we're here to do, the beacon that we're here to be, then we can actually touch the lives that we're meant to touch. So we're going to be talking about a lot of things. We're going to be going so deeply and also so authentically, as you suggest, Debbie. And I'm really excited that you're a part of this. I cannot say enough, but I know that you you get it. I am really excited that you're going to be a part of both our upcoming anthology book and our book launch event. Before we go, Give us some do's and don'ts for being a beacon. For being a beacon, do love yourself. And what does that, re what does that require? What does that look like? It's different for everybody. There's no wrong way to love yourself. When you look in the mirror in the morning, smile at yourself. Instead of looking at the wrinkles, don't point out your flaws to yourself. Point out the things that you love about yourself. I personally, when I smile, I love my little wrinkles around my eyes. It shows my experience. Point out those positive things. Spend, do spend some time in nature. Whether you're outside letting the sun hit your face, have some gratitude. Lean up against a tree. Go lean up against a tree and let the tree support you because you're connected to nature. If you think about it, they take in the carbon dioxide and they release oxygen. You take in the oxygen and release the carbon dioxide. So guess what? We need each other. Meditate. Meditation looks different for everybody. When I meditate, sometimes I'm knitting. Sometimes I'm walking the dog. Sometimes I'm sitting in my meditative space that I've set up in my home. There's many, many different ways to meditate. My husband meditates when he runs. The whole idea of meditation is not about oming and putting your fingers together. It's about finding time to go inward. And it's scary at first because you haven't practiced it. So it's not something that you feel it's natural. But when you start doing it, it takes 21 days to start a new habit and to keep it in. When you do that and you, you don't meditate for a day or two, you feel like something's missing. So start with the self-care and love yourself and don't put yourself down and don't do things that you really are not being called to do. Don't be there for everyone promise to be there for yourself. I love those. Those are really, really good words of advice. This has been such an enlightening conversation. Looking forward to having you on our launch program, Be the Beacon, October 18th and 19th. It's going to be virtual. So no matter where you are, you can be a part of it. And I would like to invite anybody who's interested in participating to just get more information at our website. It's growsmarternotharder.com because, hey, I always think we need to be in more ease and flow. We need to find a way to do things easier. We need to invite source to guide us in the direction that we want to go. And so obviously the website for our event is growsmarternotharder.com. Any final words, Debbie, before we go? 
Um, if you liked things that I had to say today and you want to learn more about me, just head over to my website, debbiesodergren.com. And I have a lot of um, blogs on there and they're archived. So you can just go in there and when something draws your attention, go read an article and, and be enlightened. There's free tools on there. There's learn more about me and definitely be a part of uh, Be the Beacon. Definitely be a part of these workshops that we're going to be hosting and be a part of the book itself by supporting it uh, when it comes out and getting the book and connecting with the authors that are in there. We, we're all very approachable. I love that. Thank you so much, Debbie. This has been a wonderful conversation and I'll see you guys on the next show. Bye everyone. Thank you for joining us. Find out more at our website, www.ladiespowerlunch.com and find us on YouTube at YouTube dot ladies power lunch dot com this is a production of the lpl podcast network <laughs>